conversations, man. You know, this conversation in our head, this endless dialogue. It's either a dress rehearsal of the future or a review of performances of the past. It's always a continuous criticism. Ongoing criticism. Continuous accusations towards failure. Failures past, present, and future. You take a sensitive individual that's been broken and you allow that voice to continue to pound on them and pound on them and pound and grind into their spirit. All day long pounding on your mind, your thoughts. Woke up this morning to a barrage of insults. Me talking to myself, insulting myself, putting myself down, rejecting myself giving examples and I began I began to watch this this story of my life being played in the windows of my mind and in the movie screen of my mind relationships out of nowhere pop up and become true all over again failures that that had once thought had been forgiven become all of a sudden brand new offenses. Never settling, never sitting down in Christ. Never sitting down in Christ. Never having a seat in him. See, he sat down in heavenly places and if we are seated if I'm seated with him sitting down in heavenly places then I'm at rest from something I'm no longer struggling against the same thing why because I've sat down and how I've sat down in him how I've sat down in his blood how because he built a temple inside of me He found rest in me. He found rest in my temple that he built. Now, the temple finds rest in the property that he now owns. I sit down in him. I, I, I begin to realize in my spirit that there is a finished work on my behalf. I don't have to try to impress God anymore. 
I, I begin to realize that there is, there is a place that has been carved out for me, a stake that has been claimed for me. God has a claim now on my life. I've sat down. See, when you sit down, you can enter into the reality of the claim that's on your life. Because you can partake in the voices of the council that are now seated at your table. When you sit down in Christ, you sit down in a flesh and blood finished work between Christ and his father. You're sitting down in a relationship that Jesus has with the father. That's what you sit down in. That's the agreement that you sit down in. That's the banner that you come under when you come before God now. You have an agreement in place with God because of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he says, I'm the only way that you can make this kind of agreement. Because it's sealed with my flesh and blood. It's sealed with my flesh and blood. This agreement that you're going to receive is good for eternity. This agreement that you're about to enter into is good forevermore. It can never be broken and never be dissolved. Why? Because my flesh and blood and the resurrection of that flesh and blood. Without the resurrection, there is no true victory over the grave. So you can have victory over death. His spirit could arose. But until he got up physically, there's no victory over the grave. Because he got up, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Because he rose from the grave, he sat down. He ascended and sat down at the right hand of the Father, where you now sit with him in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. How can you say that man? Because he has a blood contract with you. He has a blood, flesh and blood agreement with you that cannot be altered. I had to sit down in Christ. See, when you sit down in Christ, that's your spirit taking over. See. And when you sit down in Christ, your spirit can sit at the table and listen to the conversation that your God is having about your life and the life around you and the universe itself. And can prepare you to come out and meet him because you're sitting at the table. You're listening to the conversations. You're attentive to the word of the Lord. Because you're part of the family. His blood is in you. You look like him. He looks like you. You all look like his son. 
He looks at us, he sees his son. He sees the flesh and blood of his glorified son, Jesus Christ, upon you. He sees it in your spirit. He sees it covering your spirit. The thing pressured to God that created you, that makes you like him in the likeness and the image that you was created in. You possess a portion of his spirit and he yearns to get it back. I want it back. I gave you something, man. I gave you something, woman. I want it back. I want my spirit back and I want it back with interest. See, God doesn't, t doesn't suffer loss. See, these are some of the characters about him. You got to know how he thinks. He doesn't suffer loss. He's never lost a battle. He's never been defeated. He's never been altered. He's afraid of no opponent. In fact, it sometimes humors him. The, even the idea that someone would choose to step into the ring, that universal ring, and do battle with the living God. There's a time for everything under the sun. You have to sit down. You have to sit down in Christ. Know that it is a finished work. I'm sitting down in something that is greater than me. I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down in his authority. I'm sitting down. I'm taking rest in his flesh and blood that is now in me. I'm sitting down. I'm feeding that flesh and the blood of Christ with the word that nourishes it. I'm sitting down. It's a living thing that's inside of you. It needs to be nourished. It's a living being that's inside of you. The Holy Spirit is inside of the born-again believer, and it needs to be nourished by the Word of God. And the best way to nourish, be nourished by the Word of God, you have to open your spiritual mouth. You got to open your spiritual mouth. The only way you can open your spiritual mouth, you have to read that word and compare your life to it. Compare your life to Job. Compare your life to Psalms. Compare your life to Ecclesiastes and Proverbs. Compare your life to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Compare how you live, how you think to this book. You won't get past the second word until you realize that. I'm unworthy.
Now your spirit has just been opened. Because now you see yourself as you really are in God's eyes. Not judging yourself by your own standards. Not judging myself by my own standards. Not judging my life by the texture of the culture I happen to be born in at any given time in life. But being judged by his righteousness. That's how you open your spirit, your mouth. That's how you begin to walk as the children of light. You have to sit down, begin to crave his, his, the sound of his voice because you listen to Psalms so much that you can hear Psalms in your head when it's not even playing. That's crying out to him. That's your spirit beginning to cry out. See, when you listen to the word of God over and over and over again, and it's so, it's been made so simple. Technology has caught up with God and has made this thing so simple now that I can put it in my headphones and I can listen to it all day long. Constantly feeding my spirit, constantly feeding my spirit, constantly feeding my spirit. Gorging on the word of God. While I still can. Openly. says faith comes by hearing faith comes by hearing down knowing that your Lord is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsaking, nor forsake you. Believe that because you're sitting down next to him. Know that if you have Christ, you have faith. I'll tell you the secret of faith. The secret of faith is Christ. So if you have Christ, you have faith. You have to release the Christ in you. That's inside of your temple. But we can't release the Christ in us until we have this heart, till we have his heart, till we develop his mind. He's just not going to open his heart up to us. He's just not going to pour out all his blessings and wisdom on hard-headed people and children. Do I want it? Just to set it up. 
I don't know yet. We have to meet him. We have to come out and meet him. We have to move from our sedentary position and come out to meet him. And I'm going to tell you the secret of the movement. I'm going to tell you the secret of the movement right now. I'm going to drop something in your spirit right now about the movement. This is the new movement. I'm going to proclaim it and pronounce it right now. First phase of the movement is we sit down. We settle our hearts in Christ. We sit down. It is a finished matter. Second part of the movement is that we walk with our spirit moving forward in Christ. We walk as individuals whose spirit, soul, and body are in the proper alignment. As we salvage things in the earth that we come across. And the third part is that we stand. We stand up. And be counted as children of the Most High. By rendering unto God a body, a mind that yearns after him. That physically moves after him. We stand up against the enemy who tries to take control of our minds because we was molested. We take control of our enemy. We stand against that enemy because a divorce wrecked our family and scarred me for life. We stand against that. We stand against that notion that you'll never be anyone because someone said so. And because their rank in your life, you believed it. We stand against that. We stand against all of the negative spirits that try to bring destruction to our image of what our God is. We stand against it. And we stand against it by learning what he has to say about himself. and standing on it and presenting it as an open deed. Here, read this, a letter, read this, I have from my Lord. This is what he says about me. Oh, you can't read it? I know, I'll recite it to you. Cause I know it by heart. 
sit, walk, stand.